Hello and welcome to the Bible with Megan podcast. My name is Megan and here I talk about the Bible. There are two types of episode in this podcast. The first is where I look at wider themes about the Bible within the Bible, questions about how we should study the Bible and how it relates to our world. The second type of episode are just Bible studies and each week I'll go chronologically through a book of the Bible. The Bible is such a beautiful book and such an incredible gift that we have been given by God and I just hope that in this podcast you will learn to love studying it even more and that it will strengthen your faith. So let's get on with today's episode. Jesus have to die? Why did he have to die on a cross? And how does that all fit into the wider story of the Bible? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, my husband Zion is back as a guest on the show. Hello Zion. Hello. Great to have you back on the podcast with me. Um, Zion is really good at about talking about this topic, um, so it's great to have him here. We're going to be doing a few episodes about what the gospel is. Um, and Zion's very well equipped to talk about this. He spent a lot of time studying um, into this and he also goes out regularly and does evangelism. And so he's used to answering all sorts of questions about um, Christianity and why it's true, why he believes it, what's it all about and, and all of that good stuff. So he's really good at explaining these things. So I'm super excited to be doing these few episodes with him about the gospel. What is the gospel? And um, yeah, today we are going to be starting with looking at the cross and how it fits into the biblical narrative. Um, just to update on the Revelation series, I will be doing the episode on chapter 6 soon, but it's quite a hefty passage that requires a lot of research, so it's taken me a bit longer than, than normal. Uh, but we will be done to that soon. But um, yeah, for today we are talking about the cross in the biblical narrative. Um, I guess we could start, Zion, like, what was it about this specific topic that you, that made you want to talk about it? Like, why is this something that is so important? Well, I think it's important to talk about the cross within the biblical narrative, um, because so often when we're talking about the cross, um, it's either not directly from the biblical narrative, or it's even one step removed. Um, and the we reason why we do this is because we're trying to explain it, and I'm, I'm thinking especially in terms of um, evangelism, and when you're talking to someone who has never heard about the cross, you're trying to explain it in a way that they can understand. Yeah. While it is important um, that we can explain uh, the cross to non-believers, especially ones who have never grown up around the church or have any sort of connection with Christianity. Um, so this this whole topic is, is such an alien topic, although it's important to be able to um, bridge that gap as much as possible. Um, it's also important that we don't think that um, the simplistic explanation of the cross that you are giving to um, within five minutes to someone who has no context of uh, the Bible um, is your understanding of the cross. The cross is, is so much uh, more than just uh, a, a simple 
theory, one, two, three, this is how the cross works. Um, it is something that is foreshadowed and, and, and alluded to throughout the entirety of the Bible, and especially in uh, certain parts of the Old Testament, which is what I really want to uh, talk about today, and um, really specifically show how uh, the Day of Atonement in the Old Testament relates to the cross, and how the, the rituals that were happening on the Day of Atonement um, we see fulfilled in the cross. And, and that just kind of gives at least a bit of a Bible backstory to uh, the cross. Well, I want to talk about the Day of Atonement. Before that, I want to talk about why the Day of Atonement had to exist. So the Bible... Um, describes human beings as being created in the image of God. And this God is the God of all light, of all goodness, of all life. Um, and we were created to reflect this image, this character, this nature back to God and also to other humans and to um, all of creation. And um, when, we, when we don't do this, when we um, rebel against God, the idea is that if God is life itself and we rebel against life itself, then uh, we bring death upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, if he is uh, pure, then as we rebel against him, we bring um, just uncleanness upon ourselves. And, um, and so this idea is really important to, to grasp is this idea of death and impurity and um, uncleanness? That's all one uh, worldview. There's you know different different names, but they are in they're somewhat synonymous it, to the in the biblical idea. You've got light and life and holiness and cleanness, and um, and you'll read in the Bible about what Christ did on the cross, and it will interchange these kind of phrases by saying. Um, we went from death to life, talk about um, how we were cleansed. Um, and so you've got to understand these two contrasting ideas, light, life, holiness, cleanness, purity, death, uh, impurity, uncleanness. Um, we've spoken about what the problem is. Yes. And the Day of Atonement essentially is creating a solution. Um, however, I have to... Uh, state right here that actually later in our Bibles um, we read that the Day of Atonement was more of a which was certain rituals that took place on a certain day within the Jewish calendar but it was more of a, a an event that foreshadowed what Christ did on the cross yeah, yeah. and so it doesn't actually um the word atone for sin, which is kind of uh, the easiest way I could say, sort out sin, might be a might be an easy translation of that. Um, you know, there's a lot of history behind that, but that might be an easy and quick translation of that. Um, this is a, these are certain rituals that took place that represented um, how Jesus sorted out sin thousands of years before Jesus sorted out sin. And, and so I want to talk about the rituals that took place 
and then talk about how that was um, represented in its fullness on the cross. So what would happen um, is two rituals with two animals. And so the, the first animal would be sacrificed and its blood uh, splattered on the altar. And just to explain a bit more about what that was um, showing, um, you have to remember uh, what we've just talked about, about um, uncleanness and cleanness and life and death. And um, as, as humans are rebelling, and it would be a priest that was doing this, as, as humans are rebelling and, and it has that, as the priest has been committing sins throughout the year, um, it's like the, the death that he brings upon himself would be um, very obvious in that place, in front of the altar, in front of the presence of God. And, um, and so what he needs is he needs something to cover over his sin and his um, death that he is carrying into God's presence with him. And um, Leviticus, uh, this is um, a book in the, in the Old Testament, Leviticus 17 verse 11 talks about the, the Day of Atonement. And it says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. And so essentially what this is saying is because there is this um, belief of a life force within the animal's blood, although you come in with your stench of death. Now, it, it kind of sounds weird to us because we think, oh, the animals died. That shows death. That's symbolic of death. But it's actually because the blood is splattered and the blood symbolizes life in that culture. The idea is that even though you come in with your stench of death, the the life of that animal kind of uh, covers over your uh, the stench of death that is in your body as you're entering that holy place, mm. and um, and and it means that you can then stand before God because you have this covering of life, even though your actions have been bringing about death. So. The thing that is like death, so death, death is like synonymous with sin here. <laughs> so the reason they need a covering of life is because they are in death because of their sin. <laughs> so like we said before, these things are all tied together. <laughs> it's one worldview. Yeah, and then like life is in the blood, like you said, I guess, because mm -hmm. life, that's what keeps you alive, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Whereas blood going around your body. Yeah. So in their culture, life and blood are like the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, in the same way, I guess, in our culture, we'd see life as like, I don't know, a new flower blooming or something would be represented to us. Mm -hmm. um, they believe that, that blood is, is, is like that with life. And um, that it is your life and it keeps you alive. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why blood is so important it's not like a gory thing mm -hmm. it's kind of it's symbolic of this battle between death and life and, and sin and, and um, the things that are meant to be good so how how does this work like are the animals seen as sort of like sinless or innocent or 
Yeah, so the, the idea was that you would uh, bring the purest animal you had, so one without blemish. And if you were rich, um, that would be, obviously, this is, we're talking specifically about the, the high priest, so it would be a spotless lamb. Yeah. Um, but we, we see uh, small amounts of these kind of things going on in the um, in the everyday with people that would uh, sacrifice pigeons and and um, animals that were a lot less expensive, but whatever they could get their hand on hands on. But um, the spotless lamb was seen as the the purest of the pure, and therefore its life blood um, sprinkled on the altar is almost the, the 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 most powerful way of the time to cover over right. the death that you would be bringing into God's presence. And it's done by the high priest or on behalf mm-hmm. of the high priest yeah. as well. So at its core, what it's about is about life overcoming mm-hmm. or covering death and, and sin. Yeah, sure. And 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 that's specifically what the Day of, Day of Atonement is about. There is also all sorts of other sacrifices that meant um, slightly different things. It could be uh, thanks to God or, 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 or other things, but that's not what the Day of Atonement is about. Uh-huh. So when I was talking about the pigeons and there's there's all sorts of different sacrifices on different days, but this is like the most important day of the year where the high priest is going in before the presence of God needs to um, be bringing a perfect lamb to be able to cover over his sin and the, the sin of the people so it's quite different to other kind of sacrifices and cultures at that time because in other in other um other kind of places around this area in this time period people would sacrifice people but mm-hmm. quite often that's because they they had a belief like you had to deceive the gods like mm-hmm. to appease them in a way mm-hmm. um so your sacrifice would be like putting up a god's kind of um just making sure they're happy with you, I mm-hmm. guess, to make sure they don't curse you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where here, that it's much more linked into this whole biblical worldview mm-hmm. of the the problem of sin mm-hmm. and the fact that God wants to redeem. Yeah. So the other animal often uh, gets overlooked, but there was two animals and two rituals that happen on the Day of Atonement to um, sort out the, the problem of sin. And um, what happened with the other animal was he this animal was not sacrificed, but instead what happened is uh, the priest would lay his head on the animal and um, within the ritual he would symbolically transfer the sins of the people onto this animal and then he would send it um, out into the wilderness. And um, the the meaning behind this is that, well, the wilderness was seen as basically the place where the uh, the demons would be. It was a place of, of chaos. It was a pa- place of disorder. And the idea is that we are putting sin out where it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be um, in amongst us um, people as we are supposed to be representing God in all his purity and in all his holiness. And so we're taking sin, putting on the animal and putting the, the animal 
out into the desert, into the wilderness, into the chaos. And so we're putting death where death is supposed to be. And I do keep interchanging these these terms like light, death, because they, within the worldview, they are, although they're not necessarily the exact same thing, they are interchangeable within within the worldview. And, and you'll see the biblical authors switching between one and the other to describe um, what is going on. If, if one term isn't quite cutting it, they'll change to the next one. Or, or just to bring out a bit more uh, clarity and a bit more fullness in something that one term does cover. In terms of the first ritual, I think it is quite easy to see how it crosses over um, on the cross uh, because Jesus does, in fact, die like the animal. And, um, and the difference is, is that although he isn't uh, spilling his blood on in, in an earthly temple uh, the Bible talks about um, after he dies um, there is a temple in in heaven that is the true fulfillment um, ultimate temple that the temple the temples that were built um, during um, the Old Testament with from Israel um, they were just uh, glimpses and representations of this true temple and in this temple in heaven uh, Jesus um, spills his blood on the altar and in doing so he covers over the sin of all people um, throughout time um, so that that's that image because his blood is not just you know it's life blood in the way that the animal's life blood was life blood He's also this. Um, he's also God. Yeah, he's also a, he's a sinless human being. Yeah, and he is God, and so in that he his lifeblood is able to do what the 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 animals cannot because he's so much greater. He's so much uh, uh, superior. And I think that there's there's different ways that you can try and phys- philosophically understand yeah. why he um why this works mm-hmm. but i think the bible just basically says because he is worthy yeah yeah you know the animals weren't they weren't able to cleanse it and he was um you know and you can try and explain exactly why but essentially the bible says and it's to do with the fact that he's god and a sinless man yeah. he is worthy um when all the other sur- sacrifices weren't able to Jesus on the cross actually became sin and uh, so this is a little bit more tricky to understand the simple uh, sacrifice story Um, somehow God put all sin onto Jesus and Jesus actually became that sin even though he never sinned at all even though he never sinned at all so just like and, and you've got to imagine this the, the animal from the day of atonement it God is putting just as the, the priest is putting all sin on this animal um God is transferring the sin of the people 
onto Jesus. Like when the priest touched his head. On the animal. On the animal. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jesus very literally goes into death, into the grave. And, 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 and you've got to realize is that um, within the Jewish context, the mindset around death is 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 very much this is the uh, the place of, of 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 demons, just like the wilderness is. Yeah. Death is um, had places. Uh, it depends whether you're reading the old or the the New Testament. You've got places like um, like Hades, like Sheol, and these there these places um, where death reigns and. Yeah. The kind of the demons are, and it's so it's just like it's a bad the, place. The Jewish equivalent of like the Greek idea of like the underworld. And like yeah, that. so that's the Hades. So Hades. yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they will use that term. They will use that term. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people might know about that because the Hercules. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 kind of idea, and um, but so so Jesus takes the sin of the people, and literally puts it where it's supposed to be. So death is where death is meant to be. Yeah. So it's like the animal carrying the sin out into the wilderness mm-hmm. where the demons are. Yeah. Because um, that's where sin is meant to be. Yeah. But the difference is Jesus doesn't stay out there. Mm-hmm. The animal does. Yeah. Yeah. And and that, but when Jesus rises again, he has no sin on him. Yeah. So the death, yeah. the the death stays where it's supposed He's to be. Put just it there and stay yeah, there the, and it's there. Yeah, it's there and it stays there, yeah. and then he rises again, mm. and he's still the the stainless perfect yeah. lamb. Yeah. So that was just a task um, that he carried out mm. um, as he was as he was dying. Yeah, I mean it. It just gives it so much more ridiculousness, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And then I think it makes you see as well how that then extends into an invitation of us to enter into his life. Mm-hmm. I think this is why it's so important to talk about the biblical narrative, yeah. because um, as soon as you start to uh, think about it in a more sort of philosophical Western 21st century kind of mindset, you start to think, wait, did he actually go to Hades? Mm-hmm. Like. Did he literally go to that physical location? Is it a physical location? You, you've you've got so many questions, and um, those are the kind of questions the Bible doesn't answer. Yeah. And um, and so actually, what you've got to understand is this is how God has revealed the truth of the cross, and. We've got to be okay with that. As much as as much as uh, philosophy and different um, what we would call atonement theories, um, which is basically just systematic approaches to understanding exactly what went down on that cross. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they're inherently wrong or evil or anything like that. But I think we do need to um, get back to the roots of the story much more yeah. much more than we do and um and and that's i find that especially hard when i'm when i'm out doing evangelism you know we've had this conversation <laughs> yeah, 
and just now and I, I don't know how long it's been but like I've had to re- you know we've had to really unpack a lot of things the challenge and the opportunity yeah. of evangelism is yeah. crossing that trying to keep it as close to the biblical narrative while at the same time um being able to um reach the person where where they're at mm-hmm. if they don't have um, um a deep understanding of israel and their history and the bible and and, and all these things and, and that's what um yeah that's what's really the challenge and the opportunity but i think especially when we as christians are talking about this we need to be going to the biblical narrative Thank you so so much for joining me for today's podcast if you have five minutes to leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on that would be really really helpful and it would help more people like us who might enjoy studying the bible to find the podcast and to join us in our journey if you'd like to support me in making this podcast financially you can use the buy me a coffee link that is in the show notes to just donate a little bit towards making these resources you can also follow me over on instagram at bible with megan or one word where i update everything that's going on and have content on there as well so i really look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the bible with megan podcast